Hey, welcome guys. Thank you for joining me today. My name is Dr. Tom LeHue. We're going to be talking about the Enneagram and specifically we're going to be talking about types 5, 6, and 7, the thinking types, the head types at work. What you offer to the teams that you work with, what you provide, what you bring. Okay, as uh, in all my videos, in the description below is a link to my website, TomLehue.com, where you can book Enneagram coaching appointments for yourself or as a couple. Uh, whatever I can do to help uh, and help you get along better with the people in your life, I'd love to, to, to come alongside of you and encourage you and maybe you're feeling stuck in life, whatever. Uh, also on my website is uh, information about the certificate classes that I offer. I offer classes live on Zoom. And I'd love for you to join me in one of those classes, uh, the Enneagram and Christian Life Coaching, the Enneagram and Spirituality, Enneagram Coaching, uh, lots of different choices out there. My Mastering Enneagram Coaching class. And also I have classes now on demand that are ready whenever you are. And I'm always adding to that uh, list of classes. So uh, check that out if you're interested in learning more about the Enneagram and how to use it to better your own life or to coach others, uh, encourage others. And if you want to invite me to come speak to your team or to speak to your staff, I would love to, uh, to uh, meet your people and help them to see how uh, knowing their personality and knowing themselves is um, beneficial in being the most productive and relating well to one another as a team. So contact me. I'd love to come out and meet your team. We can do that live or on Zoom. Okay, so let's talk about types 5, 6, and 7 and being the best versions of ourselves, being most productive we can at work, getting along with people. What is it that we offer? What do we bring to the table? And we're going to start with type 5s. And we are looking at a book uh, that is called uh, The Enneagram at Work by Jim McPartland. The Enneagram at Work by Jim McPartland. Um, he is a type 6 himself, and he's uh, an executive in hotel industry. He's worked in some of the best hotels in California, Florida, and New York, and has a lot of experience and draws from that experience and then uses the Enneagram to show you know, how we can be the most productive. So I just want to take his information, unpack it a little bit, because I think it's really well done, really good, and, uh, you know, a good source. So here he says type fives, he calls the quiet specialist. I think that's a great term. You know, you usually think of fives as the observer or the investigator, um, you know, the iconoclast, the problem solver. Uh, but I love this term quiet specialist. Uh, I don't know that I've seen that term used by someone else before, but this is what he says about type fives. And with each of these, he'll give four uh, points for each type. So he makes a statement and then he says, hey, fives, you guys are really good at these four things. And then he'll go type sixes, you're really good at these four things. So let's talk about type fives. He says, private, cerebral, I think that means like you kind of live in your head. Um, I just saw that the other day on a TV show I was watching. That was one of the uh, labels that they put on it. You know, they'll put labels like, you know, comedy or gritty or cerebral, suspenseful. So how do you like that term cerebral? Uh, inquisitive of process. This type values a logical approach uh, to work and life. And probably you hear that as a five and you think, yes, why doesn't everybody? Why would anybody want to do things that aren't logical? Why would they do anything that doesn't, you know, doesn't correspond to logic? So generally reserved, they are adept at keeping their own counsel. Um, cultivate your type five strengths by doing these four things. Okay, so here's, 
Here's, in my opinion, the way I would say this is these are four things that Type 5s, you guys kind of bring to the teams you're on. You may have a hard time seeing, all of us at times can have a hard time seeing, like, what's my contribution? Like, what is it I bring? And obviously, it's not limited to these things. Just kind of realize, like, you're wired to sort of care about this. And at your best, to inspire the rest of the team to care about these things as well. And number one is to be observant observant. In other words, to see life as it is, to see things as they are. He says, you show a strong ability to pay attention to conversation and situations. And I would say, yes, in your health, you do that. Sometimes in your unhealth, you might check out and withdraw and feel completely detached from conversations going on around you. But at your best, let's keep this video positive. At your best, you show a strong ability to pay attention to conversation and situations. In other words, to sort of see what is obvious that maybe the rest of us don't see. You just you just see it. And this is a wonderful thing to bring into a workplace. Like think about when people get all bent out of shape and frustrated or irritated. You'll take that in as information, but it won't necessarily uh, push your opinion one way or the other, how passionately people feel about things. It's more like you're observing the data and observing the information and deciding whether it's logical or not. So wouldn't it make sense that all of us should be more observant uh, at work? Of course. Number two, he says, curious. You possess an inquisitive mind and become a functional expert in a variety of different subjects. Now think about threes, fives, and ones are all in a group of the uh, competency types and fives want to believe themselves and want to be a competent person, um, curious, uh, possess an inquisitive mind and become a functional expert. And I think that's one of the ways that fives become competent or show their competency is by being an expert uh, in a variety of different subjects. And so you know a lot. There's a lot of stuff crammed into that head of yours, a lot of information that if you will speak up and use that information and give it at the appropriate times, and that can be a challenge sometimes, making sure that you're compliant in your workplace to give the information when it's asked for, when it's necessary. So curious. Number three, he says, unsentimental. Unsentimental. How do you like that term? You know, it's good to be sentimental. I'm kind of a sentimental person, but I can see the other side of it as well, is that sometimes our sentiments can cause us to be ineffective. Well, we don't want to upset somebody or we don't want to remove this thing that's obviously outdated or this program that's obviously outdated because we don't want to we don't want to upset people or, you know, it was it was started by someone we respect, the founder of the company. But fives just have this unsentimental approach to life uh, and and evaluating things. He says Fives take a logical approach to life, allowing you to put emotions to the side and deal with work in a process-driven manner. What team doesn't need more of that? What team couldn't be benefit from that? To be able to ask ourselves some tough questions, like, is what we're doing actually effective? Is what we're doing making sense? Is what we're doing being productive? And if we weren't tied emotionally, if we weren't tied psychologically to these programs or to these structures, if we could be willing to tear it all down, what needs to go, what needs to change, what needs to, um, is, should be rendered ineffective. And notice fives, you're observant, you're curious, and unsentimental. And the last thing he says is inventive. 
Cultivate a depth of understanding in many subjects and innovative with your work. So inventive. And I guess that could be like being able to think outside the box a little bit or asking why do we even have a box. Uh, being able to see alternate ways of doing things and uh, being uh, unsentimental and objective. And we need people to be objective on our team who say, you know, who are willing to make um, some foundational shifts or willing to change our paradigms. And think as a five-wing four, that's called the iconoclast, which is willing to take our assumptions and just kind of shake them to the core to see if they stand or not. And that can be jarring and it can be unsettling for people, but sometimes, especially like when a company needs to reinvent themselves or needs to rebrand themselves, um, it could be an essential work in fives. You're cut out to do this kind of thing. All right, so let's shift to type sixes. Type sixes he calls the loyal skeptic. We've heard that term before. Loyal and at the same time a little bit suspicious or a little bit skeptical. So what do type sixes, how do they show up at work? He says, sixes are both the warrior and the warrior. Wow, let me say that again in case you didn't hear me say it correctly. Uh, he says, Sixes are both the worrier and the warrior. I like the terms trooper, guardian. You know, this type is adept at being prepared for anything that life might throw their way. And again, the author of this book is a six. Type six is great at playing the devil's advocate, which is needed sometimes. It can be frustrating, but sometimes it's needed. Uh, somebody to challenge us in our preconceived ideas and say, yeah, but what about this other? What about if this happened? What about if that? Let me get some clarification. Have you tried it underwater? Have you tried it in the air? Have you tried? Sounds like a Green Eggs and Ham book, Dr. Seuss. Advocate of new ideas, ensuring that all questions are asked before moving forward. All questions are asked before moving forward. And so we need somebody who's questioning things behind the scenes who come out and say, yeah, what about this? What about that? Okay, so here's the four things he says sixes you guys bring to the team, you bring to the workplace. Number one, trustworthy. Trustworthy. Being exceedingly loyal, stick with your team, and respecting authority as long as it in turn is trustworthy. And so sixes want to be trustworthy workers who will show up on time, make sure they do good work, check and recheck before they hand it in and before they turn it in. Often at times looking like perfectionistic ones, sixes don't want to make a mistake. They don't want to be wrong. They don't want to do the wrong thing. This can sometimes stall you in leadership because you might overthink something and be afraid to take the risk of being perceived as someone who is, you know, made a mistake or done something wrong. But this can be very supportive for those, um, um, other people in leadership to come alongside, challenge, ask questions, and really kind of kick the tires on an idea before it's let out of the let out of the garage. Number one, trustworthy. Number two, responsible. Having a sense of duty to people and causes and committed. So responsible. And I would say uh, concerned is another good word. We need responsible people. We need people who will show up, be responsible, do their work, stand up with their team, not let the team down, uh, be consistent, and sixes, you're wired to think this way. And then look at this one, a beautiful number three, team-oriented. 
Team-oriented. Sixes are the definition of a team, the definition of a community, the definition of a village. And you know, more and more companies are moving to teams and moving to uh, teams being assigned or committees being assigned with certain tasks. Sixes, you guys are the lifeblood of teams. Nines help us all get along and sixes help us stick together to uh, cheer for one another, to believe in each other, to learn to pass the ball back and forth. And so sixes, you are wired to bring this value of teamwork with you into the workplace. So rally the team, encourage the team, challenge the team, get the team to ask the difficult questions. It says they work well in collaborative and healthy team environments. Great, so you are the team-oriented people. Again, this could be sometimes a challenge for you when you have to be the, the leader or the boss and you might rather, you know, sort of be um, more egalitarian and work through the team. Well, whatever. Sometimes you gotta you gotta be able to move in both both avenues or both spheres. But just realize, like when it comes to teams, and a lot of companies are going this direction or have gone this direction. You guys, this is your this is your heartbeat. And the last one for sixes: trustworthy, responsible, team oriented. And then listen to this. Just feel it. Oh, it's so good. Courageous, courageous. And you might be thinking as a six, I'm courageous. I don't feel courageous. I feel terrified. I feel frightened. I feel panicky. Everybody tells me I look like a worrier. Yeah, but you know, think of it like this. When your sin is fear, then everything you do, you have to go against that fear. And every time you go against that fear, you're working that muscle of courage. So courageous. Although you worry, be fearless when taking a stand for your team or the perceived greater good. And so sixes, you know, you remind us that we need to be courageous. We need to face our fears and we can't let our fears hold us back. We can't let our fears, you know, keep us down and keep us defeated. We've got to push against those fears, take out the sword, slay the dragon, keep moving forward and be there for one another, protect one another. You know, two sixes and eights are all in a group together. The protective types be ready to protect each other, fight for one another and uh, stay close to our team and not get too far ahead or lag too far behind. So sixes, share that, share those values with the rest of the team. Okay, type sevens, the enthusiastic visionary. I love that term. I've heard enthusiast before, epicurean. Um, you know, there's a lot of terms, but I like this combination of enthusiastic visionary. Seeing the way things could be. If we weren't tied to the way we do things, if we could get outside the box like fives, if we could get outside the box. So he says sevens, you guys are upbeat, spontaneous, adept at injecting fun and adventure into life, gives a sense of happiness to others. Remember at our unhealth, sevens, we're just chasing happiness, but in our health, we bring joy and happiness and inspiration. We hate boredom. And so if we're going to do something, let's do it in a way that stays enthusiastic and positive. Sometimes sevens, when I talk to them, if they're not excited about their work, then they feel like they need to quit. And just a reminder, you know, like you don't always have to be excited about everything in order to be, to get it done. I mean, work is work and sometimes work is hard to be excited about, but if you can make work more exciting or you can, you know, sort of kick up that excitement within yourself, then let's do that. Let's get excited about what we're doing or maybe we need to be done. Let's get excited. Let's get the team excited. Let's rally the troops and get a pep rally, get them motivated. 
Um, it's never dull with these visionaries. And here, Sevens, here's your four strengths, okay? Here's what he'll say. Entrepreneurial, practical, flexible, and fast-paced. So here's type Sevens. Number one, entrepreneurial. Enjoy building uh, for an exciting future, often ahead of time with ideas and plans for change. Entrepreneurial is all about you seeing an opportunity and saying, you know what? Nobody's really capitalizing on this. If we synthesize these two worlds together and we bring this together, we have a brand new avenue, something that nobody's doing, something that is, and that's very visionary. Sevens often are visionary leaders. Sometimes the other side of that is we have a hard time getting our feet on the ground and dealing with the tedious details that have to be done in order to see the process through. Sometimes that can be tough for us, but if you need somebody at the other end of this whose head is in the clouds, you know, they can see the blue sky, they can brainstorm and come up with ideas. Entrepreneurial, type seven. Salesman, type seven, often type threes, but and sometimes type nines. But any one of us, this doesn't limit us. I don't want you to hear these lists and think, well, that's all I am. No, you can stretch, you can grow, you can broaden yourself. You know, you can take in the wisdom of the other types and kind of let that inspire you and, and, and help you grow. Just think this is kind of the way you're oriented to be an entrepreneur. Number two, to be practical. Temper big ideas with balance focused on the right details. I don't know that I would say it that way, but practical, yes. When I first started learning about the Enneagram, my first question was like, was how does this help people? I mean, because some of the books and some of the writings can get kind of metaphysical, and I've seen the value in that stuff now, but early on it was just like, how does this help me be a better husband? How does this help me be a better dad? How does this help me, you know, be a better employee or, or, or better at my business? And I think sevens have that practical nature about them. And we do need to be practical. It's great to be deep. It's great to be heavy. It's great to be theological. It's great to be philosophical. It's great to go to those deep places. But sometimes, you know, we got to come back up to the surface and we just have to deal with people and we got to get stuff done and we have to, you know, live in this very practical world. And so sevens tend to be very practical, surface level people at times tend to be very practical. Not that we just live on the surface. Save your comments. Okay, flexible. Uh, move easy with change and setbacks. Yeah, because we reframe everything. When something goes wrong, we go, oh, well, you know, I mean, to be fair, um, I wasn't really that motivated or excited about that. Or, you know, the cards were stacked against me here on this. And I didn't really want to do, I didn't really want that anyway. So sevens, we tend to reframe to move forward and stay positive. And so sometimes that's necessary for teams. When things aren't going well and there's been setbacks and there's economic shortages and there's COVID and, you know, there's just challenges after challenges after challenges. It's easy to get depressed. It's easy to get discouraged. It's easy to get frustrated. And then here comes that seven positive energy that everybody needs to hear. And sometimes it'll get under people's skins and they'll get irritated by it. But bring the joy anyway. Bring the inspiration anyway and say, come on, guys. You know, it's not that bad. It's been bad before. But we don't have to stay down. We can get up. And there's still opportunities out there. Let's get motivated. Let's get excited about our work. And let's get passionate once again. Sevens, you guys are that voice. For everybody else, you're that voice for the team. So flexible. <clears throat> Moves easily with change and setbacks. Looking for what will make the impossible possible. Man, 
Fantastic. I love it. This is my world. Making the impossible possible. Bringing joy into dark places like a light. Just bringing light in and the darkness has to flee. And then the last thing about sevens is fast paced. Process things quickly in their mind, creating a nexus of ideas. Enjoy being given information in a brief and clear format. So sex sevens, <clears throat> sometimes we can look like threes, you know, because we are fast paced. We want to get things done. And I tell you what, as, as productive as a, as a three may be, a seven will pass them every time if, if the seven is excited about it. If the seven is excited about what they're doing, they will outpace everybody else on the Enneagram. They will run past ones. They will run past threes. They will run past and beat eights at their game if the seven is motivated and excited. When they're not motivated, not excited, then it's like pulling teeth to get that seven back on the team, to pull them back, get their energy back, get them motivated again. But seven, what are you excited about? Get excited about something that has to do with work. You know, get excited, think outside the box, and then bring that excitement, bring that enthusiasm to the rest of the team. Wake them up, man. Charge them up. They need to be woken up. They need to realize, and you bring that with you. So fives, Sixes, sevens, we've all got something to contribute. We've all got some way that we can give to the team, make the team better, make the team more productive, make the team uh, accomplish uh, you know, all that they can and to be uh, reminded and encouraged to make it to the next level. I'll see you guys next time. And as always, be present to life. Don't miss what's right in front of you. Pay attention to life. Live every day and be the best version of yourself you can be. I'll see you next time. Thank you.